Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old-time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friend is Gabrielle McRae of the Horsenecks and the McRae Sisters. When I asked you guys who I should interview when I went home to Oregon last Christmas, everyone said, Gabrielle McRae, Gabrielle McRae, get, get her on the show. And she agreed to, probably in part thanks to those of you who vouched that I wasn't a creepy dude. So thanks, Jane Rothfield and Jake Blunt. <laughs> Gabrielle is an influential musician in the old-time community, so... I was a little bit starstruck. I guess I'm getting to the point where I can no longer count on my ignorance to help me interview old-time superstars. It wasn't that long ago that I didn't know who David Bass was and blindly wandered into one of the most musically challenging moments ever. (laughs) Same could be said for Nikos Pappas and Bertram Levy. Anyway, I think I held it together all right. Stick around after the interview if you want to support the show and find out how to get exclusive bonus content like access to weekly bonus tracks. For this week's tune, Gabrielle and I played Get Up in the Cool as a banjo duet. For those of you who haven't figured it out yet, Get Up in the Cool is the tune that's playing right now. This one. This one right now. This is actually a really rare recording of the tune. It's from a group called Eck Robertson and the Cameron DeWitts. Anyway, I digress. Uh, We play Get Up in the Cool for this week's bonus track, and if you want to hear it, stick around after the interview for instructions. I'm not going to bury the lead. It involves you giving me money. All right, here's my jam and chat with Gabrielle McRae. Enjoy. Oh, and I totally forgot the name of the tune that we start on. Please write in and tell me. All right, enjoy. McCray, welcome to Get Up in the Cool. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, welcome to Get Up in the Cool in, in your house. Yeah, welcome <laughs> in, to my house. In Portland, Oregon. <laughs> it's always a funny thing about the shows. Invite yourself over to play I mean, tunes. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's basically <laughs> the main, main reason why I did it. Yeah. <laughs> so I could invite myself into strangers' house. Great idea. Yeah. <laughs> main conceit of the show. Uh, yeah. So I started hearing about um, the McCray name. Once, uh, once I started telling people the name of the show was Get Up in the Cool. Oh, they're nice. like, you know who plays that Get Up in the Cool really great? 
it's the McCrea sisters. Wow. Thanks. And, uh, yeah, that's, and then when I, um, so I'm originally from Oregon, uh-huh. but I never played any old time music out here. I didn't right. play any until I moved to Philly. And, uh, uh, when I asked people who should I get on my show, your name came up over and over and over and over and over again. And then Sophie's name came up over nice. and over. So thank you so much for, uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I don't know yeah. how many people, was it just Jake who contacted you? Um, or did, did other people knock down your door at all? contacted me and then I got an email from you and then, um, my mom actually sent an email. Oh, very good. Cause very I good. think you got in touch yeah. with her. Yeah. Okay, cool. Bu- 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 so bu- I was hoping you weren't bombarded. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not at cool. All, no. Uh, awesome. So take me on the Gabrielle McRae old time journey. <laughs> uh, I'm, a, I have these like sort of ideas that you guys have this hyper musical family and you all played how did it start well we we did play music growing up but not yeah. old time music okay um, i think yeah i think actually uh in there was like a review of the album of our mccray sisters album when it came out and um it said something about us growing up playing this music which it was just a little misinformation <laughs> <laughs> we didn't grow up playing this music yeah, what did but you um, play? we well my parents just played kind of a variety of stuff so um my dad is mainly a jazz and blues guitar player. Okay. Um, my mom's uh, an amazing singer. Um, she also plays piano, clarinet, um, mandolin, and guitar. And um, they just kind of played a lot of different styles, folk, blues, jazz. They had a rhythm and blues band when yeah. we were little kids and before we were born, like with a full horn section and everything. Um, but yeah, we just kind of played whatever growing up. Yeah. Um, you know, had piano lessons and whatnot. Um, it's funny how like people will project on. T- yeah, <laughs> you I know, know, like, yeah. You want like to believe I, like that I we was, grew up yeah. in the hills playing. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, I first got into old time. Uh, I was playing guitar mainly in high school. And then um, the Foghorn String Band um, used to do a dance every month with Bill Martin, the, the legendary Bill Martin, who I think is really responsible for basically everybody in Portland who yeah. plays old time music being into it. Um, thanks, Bill. Yeah, thanks, Bill. Um <laughs> And then Foghorn's kind of responsible for a lot of young people getting into it, myself Yeah, for included. sure. Um, but actually, Sophie Vitells, um, me, me and her went to high school together, and I think it was her 16th birthday. Um, we had a friend who knew um, some old-time musicians, and we went out to hear their band, which was the Government Issue Orchestra, which Sophie then much later on joined. But um, I just remember my That's kind of only, associ- yeah, <laughs> my only association issue. with uh, kind of bluegrass or old time was the saturday morning kebu bluegrass show we listened yeah. to that when i was a kid which is you know awesome i kind of oh, i loved it yeah <laughs> and uh like rachel gold um you know she does that sometimes you hear her voice come on and it's like ah oh, it's like when i was a kid but um yeah I, I like didn't know what it was or anything but um loved it straight away and um we got, kind of got obsessed like me and sophie and um her sister Julie and um, and then my sisters too. Um, started going to the dances and then just meeting people and um, yeah, just got really into it. Luckily at the time there was a, th- a scene that was thriving and booming and um, there was venues that we could go as underage kids, you know, yeah. like we were 16, 17 and we could go to the square dances because there were all yes. ages. Um, there was some other stuff that was not all ages that we snuck into a mm-hmm. lot, but <laughs> um, like going to see the moon, um, the Foghorn play at the Moon and Sixpence on um, 42nd and Sandy. They used to play every single Sunday. Um, wow. And 
like for hours and hours and hours and it was great like just the whole place would be like throbbing with energy yeah um sammy is just such a powerhouse i mean they're all like such powerhouse musicians and so really i feel like i owe it to foghorn that i play music at all well play old time music at all yeah yeah so that's kind of yeah that's where it all began yeah (laughs) right on that's a that's a good reason i'm always interested yeah like who is is responsible yeah for regions sort mm-hmm. of like because sometimes you can all you can always sort of trace it back yeah like i think they were definitely instrumental yeah because yeah. there was no young people doing it at the time apparently i mean yeah they were kind of the ones that started the whole scene so. yeah it's interesting it i'm i'm pretty interested in, like i know that there's a big west coast old-time scene mm-hmm. and i know obviously east coast i don't really know what's going on in the south mm-hmm. obviously must be happening there oh yeah and i have no idea about the middle of america right yeah and how did it travel yeah uh <laughs> yeah, yeah i don't know yeah it's really interesting too when you think about like festival tunes yes and how they how those happen and yeah. there'll be like a whole set of festival tunes that pops up and it's completely different from the set of festival tunes that happens on the east coast right you know? and the things that are considered classics they're like you've never heard of the tune or you know yeah it's yeah it's super what is Interesting. it li- what is it like out here? I mean like in terms of festivals and like um there it seems like there's one every every weekend in the summer uh Yeah, not quite, out, but out. there's like a, there's a good handful of them. There's there's so there's fiddle tunes yes. up in Port Townsend. That one's amazing. Um and it's not just old-time music. It's like, you know, Cajun and Quebecois and Irish cool. and swing and, you know, but there's a lot of old-time um and that one's really amazing. Um camping out and just being surrounded by like incredible musicians because um, they really hire kind of like the the best of the best to come teach because it's a music camp you know right on um so it's just a really really inspiring environment to be in um it can also be really overwhelming because there's so much happening all at once you know it's just manic um i think the first time how I many went, people come uh i couldn't say uh i don't know somewhere between 500 and a thousand okay. i want to say i don't i don't really know though yeah um but yeah the first year i was there I didn't sleep for like four days straight. Yeah. Like, I was just like so excited, you know. Yeah. I would lie down and try to sleep, and it was just impossible. My heart was beating like uh-huh. super fast, and I'd just like hear fiddle music and just jump up, you know. Yeah. Um, and then there's Weezer, which is more just jamming festival um, out in Weezer, Idaho. Um, and that's kind of like, that feels like family more because it's yeah. really tiny. At least our contingent of people that go, it's really tiny. And then there's like a whole contest side of it. Um, that like most of the old time people are not really that connected with. And, uh, we just camp in this dusty field outside of the festival called Stickerville. And, um, it's really, really tiny. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, and there's nothing to do other than sit in the heat and play tunes and yeah, it's great. Do you go down, um, do you go down to LA at all? I've never been to the LA, um, old time festival. I've been to the Berkeley one. That was great. Yeah. Really fun. Um, it's a bit of a journey, though, from Portland to do every yeah. year. And then uh, there's, yeah, there's like a handful of smaller ones that are getting bigger cool. um, that I haven't been to, but I've heard really good things about, like Centralia. Yeah. And then um, there's like the zigzag one that's up on Mount Hood in the summer, too. So I, I really want to get to those, to all of those, because it's exciting that like more are popping up, you know, in the summer. Right on. Yeah. Do you, do you make it out to Clifftop? Um, I used to when I lived on the East Coast, but okay. I haven't been for a number of years. Where did now. you live? I lived in Asheville. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I've still never been to Asheville. There's so many 
interesting, cool people who live there. Yeah. Seems like it's a really interesting town. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I um, kind of, I guess I, yeah, I didn't start playing, I started playing old time and then moved to Asheville okay. kind of just a couple years after I started playing and, you know, partly because of the old time scene there. Yeah. And um, yeah, just learned a ton being out there and seeing how people did things there. Yeah. Yeah. Let's play another tune. All right. And uh, I want to ask you more after that about Portland specifically yeah, and the sure. Portland scene because I'm very curious just for personal reasons, yeah. just because uh, it's, I just feel so, so silly that I mm-hmm. never started playing until right. <laughs> yeah. this is my hometown. I have no idea like right. what's going on here musically. <laughs> uh, yeah. What's the uh, name of this team? Um, let's do the Kings. Oh, yeah. Henry King's Real. Yeah, I can barely read the. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and who's this from? This is from um, Trevor Stewart, a really dear friend um, and mentor who passed away last year. Well, this year, this last spring. Um, he wrote the tune, and he's like one of my biggest influences yeah. musically. Um, so, yeah, wanted to do this one for him. Thanks, Trevor. Yeah, thanks, Trevor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wanted to ask about the Portland scene. Mm-hmm. My These are my impressions mm-hmm. of it. Uh, when I've gone on to uh, Bubba Guitar mm-hmm. um, 
and I've tried to look at the jams and I've called around about the jams. It seems like maybe that site isn't updated very often. Yeah. <laughs> and so like my impression is that the like old time scene is is less public. Yeah. And more I'd say that's very true. People yeah, who are friends inviting each other yes. to private jams. Yeah, and I think I've, yeah. I've heard some feedback from people that moved here, you know, more recently that said it feels kind of hard to break into or unwelcoming, which is a bummer to hear. You know, yeah, I, don't, yeah, yeah. I don't like to think of um, our community being like that, but I could see why it would feel that way. You know, it's a big city. People live in all different sides of the right. town. And yeah, it just, it gets kind of insular, I think. And um, there's no kind of, public jam um that really has good momentum you know yeah. right now or like i think there's a few well I don't, I don't really know if there are like um actual public regular public jams going on right now but um there's not one that i know of that i go to and pretty much the only kind of gathering place where i'd say the community comes together is the every sunday square dance which is a great thing um where is that that's at the village ballroom right over here like okay cool block away um and then the the moon and sixpence when there's a band playing, yeah. um, so and yeah. then the, and then the the gathering and the gathering yeah. definitely yeah. yeah which I've never been to yeah uh, I always have to work I yeah. can never <laughs> it's always a really inconvenient time for me to come what is, yeah what is that like um, it's chaotic uh -huh. um, <laughs> is it all in one building <laughs> yeah it's in like a big well not all there's a couple of other events but like the main like the two days yeah. where all the events happen um yeah it's like in a giant hall um so it's yeah it's like a lot of people in one space one open hall no there's like it's like a, um a cultural center so there's like okay there's like one big like ballroom kind of thing and then smaller ballrooms and like yeah. you know different little other rooms where there's workshops and things um, but it does kind of feel like there's just like a million things happening at once you yeah. know um I mean, when it was really small, mm -hmm. I remember it being like my favorite thing to go to, you know, um, and it's still really fun, but it's totally different now that it's, it's gotten really big. Right. Yeah. Why do you suppose it's gotten so big? I don't know. I think it's just been successful, you know, yeah. um, you think it's a resurgence in, or not resurgence. Is it like, um, an, uh, the renewed interest in old time music or is it the, the diaspora to Portland? <laughs> Everyone it's wanted hard to be to here. Say, um, because it, I guess it did kind of happen simultaneously to yeah. that, but I don't know. Yeah, I think it just uh, it's got a reputation as being a really fun event, which it is. So I don't know. It just it's really grown yeah. over the years, and yeah. What is the like um, the breakdown of? Are there contests? Are There's there no contest? Um, performances. Yes, performances and workshops. workshops yeah. um, and it's like, I guess it's a lot of performances. Um, and there is jamming too, but it's, it's kind of a hard space to jam in because right. it's, you know, yeah. there, there'll be multiple jams happening in one room um, mm -hmm. <laughs> kind of thing, you know. Um, but definitely there's a lot of jamming that yeah. happens, you know, the little hallways and corridors and stuff. Um, but there's, yeah, there's like a kickoff party, which isn't strictly old time. There'll be like a country band and a Cajun cool. band. And then um, there'll be a Thursday night dance, square dance at a different venue and then at the main venue there'll be all day little concerts and workshops and then like a big concert in the evening and a big square dance like friday and saturday night and then kind of a, a simmer down um at the moon like foghorn will usually play their regular sunday thing there yeah um, if they're in town yeah 
Um, yeah, and that's about it. Yeah. One of these days. Yeah, it's fun. One of these days I'm going to get some vacation hours. I, I teach um, at an organization and I, you know, it's school schedule. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> usually can't get away. Yeah. 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 But one of these days. Yeah. Um, let's get to, uh, we got to go to D, right? You have to go to D, yeah. I have to go to D. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I want to ask you more about the McRae sisters. What's that tune? Um, Sally in the, it's debatable, yeah. Sally in the turnip patch, Sally in the thistle patch. So, from Button Flippin. Slightly different story is thistle yeah. patch. I don't, yeah. Or turnip patch. I'm not sure what the deal is. That's yeah. just what it's called in, in my computer. Yeah. <laughs> so, it yeah. certainly would be nicer if it was a turnip patch. Yeah, yeah. That'd be kinder for, for Sally, for poor Sally. <laughs> yeah. Um, Benton Flippin. Benton Flippin, yeah. I don't really know anything about Benton Flippin. Oh yeah, he was a yeah Western North Carolina, um, also one of my favorite fiddlers. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he lived around the Mount Airy um, neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, and I I was lucky enough to be going to Mount Airy and a bunch of those little festivals when he was yeah. still alive. And oh, right on. Yeah, we were standing in line behind his band um, at the band competition at Elk Creek one time, and he played Woe Mule, and uh, yeah, I was totally awestruck. Yeah. Did you ever get to play with him? No. 
Yeah, I was too shy at the time. I just like stood on the sidelines. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, when I first started playing all time, uh, I just didn't know anyone. Yeah. So I just like barged into everyone's jams. Yeah. I was like, yo, I want to play. Yeah. <laughs> and well, that's one way to do it. <laughs> I, I, I accidentally <laughs> played with a lot of really awesome yeah. people. <laughs> Probably like best that you didn't know, you know. Yeah. Didn't know any better because you got those experiences. You know? Yeah, I get I get fewer and fewer of those now because I, I I psych myself out, right. you know. Yeah. <laughs> but still, it is nice. This genre is the the people that you admire most are a lot more accessible. Totally. Yeah. You know? And basically, the only, the reason it exists is because of the hospitality of mm-hmm. all of you know everyone. This whole generation of people who have all these personal Tommy Gerald stories. Right. Yeah. They just busted down his door and started playing yeah, with him. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um McCray Sisters. Yeah. You started playing because of Foghorn. How many McCray sisters are there? Well there's three of us. Three of you. Three actual sisters and then yeah. uh like when we start, so me and Marion yeah. were live, both living in North Carolina. Okay. Um, and just decided we should record an album because we were playing together a ton at the time. This was like before I really even had barely done any performing or had never like traveled with a band or anything like that. And and so we just did an album. Um, yeah. Friend Allison Williams came over and just did it in Marion and Jamie's living room. And yeah, just all live, real simple. Um, and then... Um, that like we put that CD out and um, Jamie Herman Marion's husband played bass on it and our friend Barry Benjamin played guitar on it um, and Joanna um, sang a couple tracks my, my little sister Joanna um, that we actually recorded out in Portland when we were visiting for Christmas that year um, but we weren't really even thinking of having a band necessarily yeah. we were like let's just do a CD yeah. um, and then I think because of that album we got asked to do a festival and um and then we're like, well, I guess let's put a band together uh, yeah. to do the festival, and um, and that's kind of when we got Joanna on board. Um, does she? What does she play? Guitar. Yeah. Okay. Um, so she's. Which, she which ones actually, does she sing? She sings on "Am I Born to Die." And Man, that one's so good. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> yeah, she's the the high. Yeah. The high soprano. She's the one with the really that's awesome a shape, voice. That's a shape note tune, right? I think it is. Um, yeah. but we got it from Doc Watson doing it. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think it is a shape note song. Um, yeah. She sings on that, and then um, "Lonesome Day," uh, the Carter family. Oh, song. that yeah, the one where um, your mom dies. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> that one, the really yeah, horribly sad one. So I hadn't I hadn't listened to Old Sledge your, your record until uh-huh. uh, until I was coming out until I knew I was going to be recording you. I was like, I, I've been meaning to. I don't I don't listen to a lot of like recorded. Old t- like records mm-hmm. you know mostly i just hear it live or like yeah. from sources you know mm-hmm. um and then like the old time communities like everyone has a cd yeah and people just give them to me so i'm still yeah. like working my way through <laughs> yeah totally anyway uh so i finally like listened to it yeah and i i love it it's an Thanks. awesome record and Thanks. um i mean that w- wasn't it 2008 i think so yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> people are still People are still talking about it. People still really like it. Um, well, I'm really glad we recorded it because, yeah. um, like, that's it was kind of just it's a really nice little snapshot, you know, of like what what we were doing at the time, you know, yeah. like we were really young and like had tons of time to just sit around and play tunes all the time, which yeah. doesn't happen as much anymore, right. you know. And um, 
No, especially because for for a while after that, we weren't living in the same cities. So yeah. it was it's really nice to have a record of that time. Are you all back here now? We're now all back in Portland. Are you guys amazingly, yeah, playing together? Not so much. Um, I mean, we do try to, but um, it doesn't happen as much as I think any of us would like. Um, me and Joanna sing in a country band together. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Marion's Marion teaches music in a school. Um, and so we all have really different schedules and it's, uh-huh. yeah, we haven't been playing as a band, but, um, it's nice to all be in the same place and yeah, definitely. have the opportunity once in a while. Yeah. But, um, Sophie joined the band, um, after we, ooh, was it, it was right after I had moved back to Portland, but Marion still lived in Philly. So we were kind of doing like long distance band. Um, when did she live in Philly? She lived in Philly. It was probably like 2000 nine or oh, okay. ten until like two years ago really yeah i think she lived there for like five or six years so interesting yeah <laughs> i guess that would be yeah just just about when i was like kind of starting to get involved yeah, yeah. right yeah yeah and then like kind of the traveling band yeah what became like the mccray sisters traveling band was like um me and marion and joanna and then sophie playing double fiddles with Marion um, and Jamie on bass. So, yeah. Are you mostly on, on the old sledge? What are you mostly playing in that? I'm only playing banjo. You're only playing yeah. banjo. Yeah. Well, I played guitar on one track. I played guitar on Lonesome Day. Cool. But, yeah. Cool. I was, I wasn't really playing fiddle yet at the time. So. Oh, I was going to say on that Lonesome Day. Uh, so I hadn't heard it. And then like, I had been in contact with Ginny oh, nice. um, and I was just like, <laughs> you know, I was, I had, started contacting you yeah. and then putting the pieces together my yeah. sort of vague idea of the McRae family yeah yeah <laughs> and then I was just like hearing you guys talk about you know sing about your mom dying <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a really bizarre like listening to it well luckily we didn't have to write that <laughs> yeah. yeah just an old song <laughs> yeah I don't know why like some of those songs are like they're so serious and they're, but they're so funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> just like, I know. Especially those just really happy songs about mm-hmm. how everything's awful. Blue. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yep. First theme. time, first time I heard, um, what's it called? Uh, Down in the Willow Garden. Uh-huh. I was like, what is this? I know. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is the worst song in the world. I know. It's <laughs> awful. It, but it's so catchy. I know. Yeah. And everyone loves everyone playing loves it. Everyone loves it. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> Unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, what's next on the What's next on the list? Um, Let's see if I, I can read. We've got railroading through the Rocky Mountains. Okay, good. Uh, Jim Bowles. Jim Bowles, yeah. Another one of my favorite fiddlers. Have you seen a picture of him before? Yeah, he's a goofy looking dude. Yeah, he yeah. wears a cool. He kind of looks like a hipster. He kind of looks like, I know, por- yeah, like he's from Portland. Like a, this p- picture I saw, he was wearing like a. 70s suit that like had a crazy pattern on it like yeah. square and glasses it's like all the hipsters are trying to look like that yeah he's a real t- <laughs> yep so i learned this from from the jim bowles recording but sophie kind of discovered the tune so if she ends up wanting to play it you should uh, she should get dibs
So I like how I uh, forgot every single time. <laughs> uh, luckily, it's like, uh, you know, it's just the banjo. You can't really play it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yes, luckily. And it's like, yeah, if you go to do the other part, it's like kind of like you're just playing it in a lower octave. So yeah. It works out. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know a lot of Jim Bowles tunes, but I mean, his Apple Blossoms kind of, you play his Apple, his Apple Blossoms. Blossom? awesome. Yeah. It's kind of similar. Yeah. Does yeah. It, are a lot of his tunes like that? Do you know? Are they what do you mean like that? Like uh, you know, group of three for Oh. It's hard uh, hard to tell why. <laughs> I'm not I haven't really thought about that. Yeah. Maybe. I'm not sure I'd have to think about the tunes and yeah. the part how many parts they have, but yeah, I don't he I think he's he seemed like he likes to just kind of go wild on the third part, so yeah. maybe so. Yeah. Is he is he Kentucky? Yeah, I think Tompkinsville, Kentucky. Yeah. yeah. What I've heard of Kentucky fiddlers is that they like do you know Nikos, pa- Nikos Pappas? Uh-huh. Um, he's he told me that uh, they would sit in a circle and uh-huh. take turns playing tunes for each other, oh, as opposed to playing with each other. Huh? Maybe it's just one region of Kentucky. I don't know. It's a big place. Definitely but. no no expert on uh, regional fiddling. So yeah, I wouldn't know. I thought that was so interesting. That is, yeah. It's like a totally different approach. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's that accounts for some of the wilder. Right, like well, less, less jam friendly stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I could see that. Yeah, less danceable. Mm-hmm. Doesn't, a lot of it doesn't seem like it's dance music. Right. It's so bizarre. Or maybe like somebody be flat footing, but not like right. Not a square dance. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. Thanks, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> You've thanks, done Jim. it again. Yeah. <laughs> Railroading through the Rockies. Now, whenever they say 
Rockies? Is that just like an old timey general term for just Rocky Mountains? I don't know. I assume I'm assuming they're not talking about the Rocky Mountains. Well, why not? Because uh, just like re- regionally, like right. But there were the railroads those... going through the Rockies at the time. That's so. true. This tune would apply to that, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Don't know. Yeah. Gotta get that those... ethnomusicologist on the case. Yeah. Yeah, we're not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, I get, if we get around to it. Um, yeah, let's go right into another one. What's, okay. what's next on the on the list? Um, let's do Rusty Gun from Art Stamper. Rusty Gun. This one, I, I first, um, I just have a really nice memory of first hearing it. And it was, I was at Clifftop. And um, it was like one of the last mornings after everybody's just been raging so hard and you're kind of like just spaced out and emotionally raw from yeah. <laughs> the days and nights of uh, highs and lows. And um, isn't yeah in the daytime, um, Colin Gallahue, Gall- I think that's his last name. Um, this buddy of ours was sitting playing a jam with a harmonica player and uh, who I didn't know at the time. And it was just like one of those mellow, beautiful, like sunlit scenes, you know. And it just it really stuck in my head. So uh, I think I learned it from like a tape that I had. I was like carrying carrying a Walkman around, just taping stuff. You actually had a Walkman? Yeah, this was like 12 years ago. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. And I was behind the times, but uh, yeah, Yeah. taped it on my little Walkman and just had had like a festival tape. I still listen to some of those festival tapes. That's awesome. Yeah. We should bring that back. Yeah, I know. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> They're indestructible. So, uh, yeah, rusty gun. Thank you. 
Yeah, that's a cool tune. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Spacey and pretty. Yeah. Rusty Gun. Yeah. First um, Stamper tune. I never remember which one's art and which one's which one comes from art and which one comes from Hiram, but the first Stamper tune I heard was um, his his D major, uh, Chickapin Hunting. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm not sure if I know that one. Uh, yeah, it's really cool, but I heard it first from this, like, this, like, uh, bluegrass flat picker, uh-huh. and then I started trying to call it at other at, at jams, and no one played it like Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it was, like, a weird entry into him, but I think, yeah. yeah, trying to get into more of his yeah spooky tunes. I know, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot of awesome stuff there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we, uh, we got one tune left. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we do that, do you have anything you, you want to promote or plug? Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, we, <laughs> so we have a band called the horse Necks, um, and it involves me on the fiddle, um, and Barry Southern, my husband on the banjo. And, um, we recorded it with, um, Brian Bagdonis and Kevin Sandry, um, playing bass and guitar, and then there's one track that has um, my sister Joanna on guitar and Jamie Herman on bass. Um, but we've been playing as the Horse Nicks with me, Barry, um, Brian, and Kevin, yeah. and um, I'm really happy with how how the album came out. Um, got really lucky. We're just super lucky here to have, like be surrounded by like such amazing musicians. You know, yeah. um, is it just old time fiddle tunes or? Is uh, it... Yeah, there's I mean, there's songs and tunes. Okay. Um, there's like there's some just duets, you know, me and Barry playing, and then there's some full full band stuff, um, cool. and a couple of my tunes that I wrote are on there too. Awesome. So, actually, this next one is going to be on there. Yeah, yeah. cool. What's, yeah. What's the name? Um, of it? It's called Skagit, and it's named after the River Valley in Washington State where my mom grew up, and I was up there working on a farm at the time when I came up with it. So. Yeah. Right on. I call it Skagit. Gabrielle McCray, thank you so much. Thanks for, for having me. On the show. Yeah, yeah. It's been it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah.
if you want to hear Gabrielle McRae's music and you live in the UK, you're in luck because the Horsenecks are coming to your neck of the woods starting in May and they're staying for basically like the rest of the year. Go to horsenecks.com to see their schedule and RSVP for maybe a few of those shows. If you're not in the UK, you'll just have to buy their self-titled album like the rest of us and wait on bated breath for their return. There's a link to that on horsenecks.com under the music heading. Also, buy that old sledge from the McRae sisters. That's on CD Baby, and I put a link in the episode's description and corresponding Facebook post. Speaking of which, make sure to like and follow Gabrielle's groups on Facebook. And when you're done with that, like and follow Get Up in the Cool on Facebook so you can like and share all of the posts. That's a pretty solid way to show your support for the show. If you want to take it to the next level, though, leave a five-star review on iTunes and maybe say something nice. But if you're a diehard Get Up in the Cool fan, you should support the show on Patreon. Just click the Patreon button on my website, camerondewitt.com, and sign up at a level that works for you. And there's neat rewards, like weekly MP3 downloads and bonus tracks, and I give a shout-out to everyone who signs up. But the best reward is knowing that you helped ensure the longevity of this time-intensive Labor of Love program, when you could have just let it drift away, like all of my other whimsical projects and uh, my songwriting career. That's all for now. Thanks for listening, friends. Tune in next week for more Get Up in the Cool.